Welcome to the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast with your host, Ed Burkeen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever, whenever you may be listening to us, you have your ears locked into the Caps Lock Chair Shots podcast. My name is Ed Burkeen. I am your host for these festivities. And joining me, as always, he is the muscle of the podcast. Future champion of social media, voice of Southeast Asia. He is the one, the only. What's up, wrestling fans? A great week ahead, and a great week has happened. Let's talk about it. And also joining me, he is my arch nemesis, my tag team partner, and my very best friend. You know him as the guy that gets you the drinks in some seedy watering holes all around Baltimore. He is Danny Bananas. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Ed, you suck. High energy coming there from you, Mr. Bananas. Hey, we're lucky I'm alive, okay? We're lucky I'm alive. (laughs) Well, gentlemen... SummerSlam has come and gone. NXT TakeOver 36 has come and gone. Since the last time we spoke, something happened in professional wrestling. Something big happened in professional wrestling. We're going to get to that here in a second, but we're going to start the show how we start every show, and that is with our one big thing. Jaime, give it to me. It's it's going to be... It's going to be a good few months for professional wrestling towards the end of the year. It's going to be a really healthy competition with the amount of talent signed up to a rival promotion. So the rivalry, it's not going to be a Monday Night War, but it's definitely going to be hell of a competition. Oh, Daniel? Yeah, um, my one big, you know, my one big thing here is, is there's a few things that we can go with. Um, you know, it could be clobber in time, but I think the biggest story over the weekend is, uh, could be, you mean is, but okay, go on. Well, it's not clobber in time yet. Not yet. If you were watching dynamite last night, not yet. Okay. Um, September 5th. Yeah. Go ahead. I think a real life Viking entered the, the WWE. Could you be more specific? Yeah. Brock Lesnar's back. Oh, oh. And, Back as a face from based well, off the way I mean, that doesn't matter. Ah, I disagree. I don't. It, Brock Lesnar can smack a puppy or he can save a woman from a burning building. People aren't going to change the way they boo or cheer him. Oh, I don't know about that. It's, not against, that not against, people aren't booing and cheering for Brock Lesnar. They're booing against Roman Reigns. Okay, maybe. But is he back as a face after what happened when we went off air? Only time will tell. Well, you shall see. Um, my one big thing is my disappointment in you two. Because, I mean, you kind of hinted at it, Dan. But we recorded the show, our last show, last Wednesday morning. Which meant we missed what happened the following Friday. Which was the debut of CM Punk. The biggest wrestling story in wrestling in the last seven years, let's say. So I think, well, hmm. but that's not my one big thing. My one big thing 
is happy birthday, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You're now, right. say what you will about about VKM and, and all the bullshit that's happened in the last X amount of years. But it cannot be denied. You guys cannot deny it. That without Vince McMahon, professional wrestling as we know it does not exist. No Vince McMahon means the WWE is still the WWWF and it's probably still in the Northeast Territories because the NWA has nothing to go against and it survives. The internet does nothing. Cable does nothing. The territories still are tape traded. The territories are still on the internet. They have the NWA has a website with a streaming service that'll feature all of these interpromotional stuff all around the world. Ric Flair is probably God. If not God, he has successfully run for president at least once, maybe twice. It'll depend on, you know, what party he runs for. WCW never happens. ECW probably never happens. It probably stays as Eastern Championship Wrestling. Without ECW, without WCW, there's no impact. With no impact, there is no AEW. Vince McMahon is the catalyst that has brought us the reason we are all here today. Happy birthday, Vinnie Mac. But yeah, CM Punk returned. It was the biggest pop in 20 years. It's a great thing. Can we move on? Great. Let's move no, on. No, absolutely on. not. We cannot move on. I have a bone to pick with High Mac. Months. Do your rant, I'll do mine. He says that the dirt sheets ruined that moment. I 100% disagree. I don't know how I don't know how seeing the reaction, seeing Punk's reaction, the way he was receptive, and just listening to the roar of that crowd did not give you chills. No, it didn't because it spoiled it. Like every dirt sheet intentionally did not report anything wrestling related except CM Punk to AEW, CM Punk to AEW. That's why it ruined the surprise. Like I'm going to compare it to one of the top outsiders, like back when AJ Styles signed with the WWE, back when Adam Cole signed with the WWE. Like they, it was confirmed that they signed, but we never knew when he was gonna show up. They were gonna show up, and when they showed up, it was such a surprise. No, there were no rumors, no nothing about when they were going to show up. Then they just show up, and then. That's a huge pop. But for CM Punk, I feel like the crowd reaction is more of a nostalgia thing. Like they they miss they miss seeing CM Punk in an arena rather than you know the surprise factor. I mean, no, I I, I kind of disagree with that because I genuinely think that was a surprise because it was teased. How many times did Punk tease his own return to something as well? Like he teased his own return to the WWE, and obviously that was never happening. It's <clears throat> I completely disagree with you with the fact we knew that they signed right now. If you would now, I'll I'll go against my own argument. If you would have brought up the way the Hardy Boys returned at WrestleMania when they returned, that's a completely different story because they were thirty minutes away at that Mania hosting a party. Why Mania was going on, and they showed up there. Like, I'm putting a kibosh on both of you guys because you're both right and you're both wrong. And I'm going to tell you why you're both are right. Jaime is 100% correct. Surprise is gone. But Dan is also correct. There will never be another surprise because of the dirt. It's called evolution, Jaime. 
The it's the same reason we're never going to see a professional baseball pitcher throw 325 plus innings because baseball has evolved to know that guys can't do that for an extended amount of time. It's the same reason we're probably not going to see another guy eclipse 325 strikeouts. I mean, well, as baseball goes, everybody either strikes out, walks, or hits a home run, but that's beside the point. It's it's called evolution, Jaime, and, and like it or not, the internet, and we all love it, the internet is here for more than just porn, and if people think that they can get other people to listen to them, they're going to come out with outlandishly stupid ideas to put on the internet. And some of those ideas turn out to be right. They're called dirt sheet writers. Hi, uncle Dave, how you doing? The dirt sheets have killed a surprise in professional wrestling and that's okay. But Jaime is also right. Had it been a complete shock, it'd have been 80 times better. But Dan, you're right. As it was, if you didn't shed a tear when Punk is standing on the ramp or stage or entranceway crying, you're not a wrestling fan, and you may not have a heart entirely. You both are right, and you both are wrong. I okay, I'll agree with that. It's so, more of a person. It might be more of a personal thing. Like for me, like I, I personally was more excited when AJ Styles came out, when Christian Cage went out during in, in DNA in 2006. I was more excited for that moment, maybe because there was less spoiling at that time. And personally, I prefer, you know, not knowing when these guys are going to come out, despite knowing that they have signed with a certain company. Well, I mean, we we didn't know he was coming. We just it was Chicago. Dan, Dan, don't be stupid. No, no, we all all knew. was coming. We had. I think that's a fair statement. I think that's a fair statement. We knew that he signed. We had to assume that they were doing a show in Chicago for a show that they just released a week before. So it was called Dan. The second show was called the First Dance. You're proving my point. We all freaking knew. Everybody knew. If you if you have ever watched a wrestling match. And went on Twitter. You knew whether it was Punk wearing a a pin everywhere he went that had the Chicago Bulls thing on there that had uh, a reference to it. If you talk to anyone in professional wrestling, they all knew. Come on, don't 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 make that argument. We all knew. We all knew. Anyway, let's move along. Let's go to the segment I wanted to do before. Dan so rudely interrupted me, and this is a rapid-fire segment. Yes, no questions. You guys are going to tell me, Dan, on AEW last night, CM Punk basically confirmed that Daniel Bryan is coming to the AEW. The crowd chanted yes at him, and he said, that's not that's someone else's stick. You're all going to have to be patient. Does that confirm Daniel Bryan to AEW, yes or no? I think so. Jaime. Are the Paul brothers, Logan and Jake, a plague upon the world? On Monday Night Raw, they destroyed the loving relationship between The Miz and John Morrison. And then one of them challenged Miles Garrett. One of them, I don't know which one, and honestly, I don't care, is fighting Tyron Woodley and will ultimately get his ass kicked. Jaime. You might might be wrong on that. I wish you would have flipped these questions. Jaime, are the Paul brothers a plague upon society? Yes, they are. They are absolutely not. Okay. Let's stay with Jaime. Damian Priest won the United States Championship 
and then challenged Bobby Lashley for a match. Drew and Sheamus got involved. Are we going to see Lashley and Drew again? Jaime. Yes. Daniel, will it be Priest and Lashley? Yes. Okay, since you both said yes, ask me the question, who's next for Bobby Lashley? Because it's not going to be either of them two, but I don't know who it's going to be. But I don't think it's going to be either of them. Priest and Sheamus still have something going on. Now, if you remember, Drew McIntyre cannot challenge Bobby Lashley for the world championship ever again while Lashley is in his title reign. So it can't be them two. You oh, both yeah, are wrong. I just can't tell you why. We'll All right. Dan, do you care about Baron Corbin's poor man storyline? No, I don't care about Baron Corbin, period. Jaime, do you care about Baron Corbin? <laughs> is that a trick question? But I don't care about the storyline. No. Okay. Upcoming releases. We have not seen Kevin Owens do anything meaningful for a little while other than messing up Baron Corbin. Is he the next one to be released? Uh, Daniel? No. Jaime, what about Sami Zayn? Is he next? (laughs) He will be released. Which will be released first, Jaime? Sami Zayn or his documentary on... The WWE Network. I think that's coming first before he gets released. Okay. Daniel, who is next for Samoa Joe? We saw LA Knight, Pete Dunne, and Kyle O'Reilly. Who called him Samoa Joseph, which I loved? All step up on Tuesday night, but it was Tommaso Ciampa who had the stare down with Joe at the end of the segment. Who's next for Samoa Joe, Dan? O'Reilly. Okay. Jaime, who's next? Champa. Out of those four guys to challenge Samoa Joe, if you had, if Joe had matches against all four of them, Daniel, which one's going to be the best match? O'Reilly. Jaime. Beat Dunn. Ooh, sexy kinda. I'll dig all four of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be good. I don't think Eli Drake and Samoa Joe ever faced off against one another in Impact, did they? They never crossed paths. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they crossed paths. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if Dixie Carter's creaming her jeans right now over that matchup she didn't get. But let's talk about all of this that happened this past weekend. After CM Punk gave us the shock that we all knew was coming. We had SummerSlam, and we had NXT TakeOver 36. These shows were on... NXT went on Sunday, so for the first time ever, SummerSlam happened on a Saturday, and the best show happened on Sunday. I don't think that's debatable. SummerSlam was a show for me, although it did have two shocking returns. We all made our picks on the last show. I am happy to announce that I won. At least on Saturday. I won. Um, Dan is terrible. We're going to discuss why Dan is terrible as we move forward. Had to let you guys win something. None of us picked Big E and Corbin because we didn't think it was going to happen. Because it was pointless for it to happen. Big E beat Daniel. Or, golly. Big E beat Baron Corbin. Does anybody care, Daniel? Uh, I care about Big E, but if Baron Corbin's in a match, I wouldn't watch it anyway. Hi, May. Did you care about this match? It was a pre-show match. It sucked. No. Fair enough. Let's move on. I was the only one that picked this one correctly. Dan, you're going to talk to me about it. 
RK Bro defeated AJ and Omos. Give it to me, buddy. What'd you think? I mean, I thought the match was good. I definitely thought I picked RK Bro, though. You did not. You picked AJ and Omos. I wrote it down. Double checked it. Listen to the show. Unlike you people, I did. I listen to my own show and I share my own show. Unlike you two. But yes, you definitely picked AJ and Omos. I don't. I, I don't know about that. I'll have to go back and, re, and re-listen to the tapes. Um, this is so far. So far, this count is uh. At least somebody's listening to them. Talk least, to me about the match instead of bitching about what you didn't do. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was well done. Almost is starting to impress me a little bit in the ring. He's not doing too much, but for being a, a bigger guy, he, he's kind of playing his part very well. Um, I enjoyed it, and and I'd love to see you know I'd love to see them run this back a few more times. All it learning on the job. Oh, JT, that's true. Jaime, talk to me about Alexa Bliss defeating Eva Marie. Now, I said we all picked this one right correctly. Um, we all picked this one correct. I'm going to get this talking thing down eventually. Um, we all picked this one. Alexa Bliss defeated Eva Marie. Jaime, talk to me about it. What would you think? Oh, I think... Jaime, the match doesn't actually matter, okay? What we need to focus on... Let him talk, Dan. ...is how someone... Just let him talk. Let him talk. What did you think of the match, Jaime? Well, I think Eva Marie still has a lot to learn despite her time off. Which is why I said the match doesn't matter. What matters is how good-looking Alexa Bliss can be, no matter... What type of character she's playing? She could roll out there in a sumo suit. Yeah, but you get off on the emo chicks, and you have you've had a thing for Alexa Bliss since for like a decade. So literally, yeah, because you look show. like the fat drummer from Bowling for Soup. Oh my god! I don't even I don't even know who that is. Oh. 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 I gotta look this up to see if it's a, to see if I find it in any talk or not. I may just run this. Sh- wow, I may just run the show. That was good. Um, Dan, do you want to talk about how they finally gave Dewdrop a personality that isn't being mesmerized by a doll? I still hate her fucking name. That's okay. what I'm gonna talk about. That's literally what I'm gonna talk about. Didn't like, she use the tag with Tony name. Storm? What's that? Didn't she used to be like Tony Storm? Like, no, her name was Piper Niven. Oh, how did you get those two confused? No, I was saying, didn't she? Wasn't she in a tag team with Tony Storm? Like, they were the same characters, like these last kickers. Damn, I I think you're correct on that. I do think you're correct on that. I'm not 100% sure. But back, I mean, I haven't watched NXT UK in a while, and I feel like that's a show we, everyone should watch. It's just on at a bad time for us. All right, let's move along. Dan, me and you got this one right. Damian Priest beats Sheamus. Like I said, Sheamus is a, is a carryover guy. He's the person that they use to as a transition person for titles, which I think he plays that role well. So what you're saying is he's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. He's just not going to be the head of the class. Oh, absolutely. 
Okay. Absolutely. He definitely should be. Uh, Tell me he, what you thought of the match. Oh, I mean, I thought it was a good match. I think Priest is probably one of the most talented guys out there. I mean, he was great when he was in ROH and coming to WWE. He's just honed his skills in more because of the because of the, the development center. The PC. Okay. Fair enough. Hi, man. Talk to me. The Usos defeated the Mysterios. You were the only one that got this one correct. What do you think? I told you so. <laughs> That's all you got? Yeah, it's, it's all I need. All right. All right. I'll take the next one. We didn't pick it. We called the return of Becky Lynch, but we never officially said she would be in this match. It was slated for Sasha versus Bianca, but Sasha is not there. Why? We're still trying to figure it out. There's a lot of speculation. Nobody's going to say anything. But they were going to replace Sasha with Carmella, and the crowd started to riot. Then came Becky, and the crowd rioted. And then Becky beat Bianca in 47 seconds. I feel like if we knew this match, we all three would have gotten it correct. But uh, Ooh, I'll tell you what. Kind of a smack in the face for all that Bianca's done, isn't it? I, literally, I was getting ready to say there were a lot of people that hated this match on Twitter. A lot. Dang, uh, uh, Jaime, what did yeah, you they think? Should've, yeah, they should have. They should have made it more competitive. Like, you know, the body of work, the amount of work that Bianca Belair has put in, she should present herself at least as a bit of a threat to the men. Well, now we did see a little bit of psychology after it, where Bianca kind of went, "No, no, what just happened? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Maybe we're seeing a heel turn from her, which I don't think is gonna be good. I thought that. So I don't know if you saw it, if you guys saw it or not, but a lot of people thought that this match was worse than the Kofi Lesnar match as far as squashes. No, because this one didn't prolong the suffering. We all knew Becky was going to win, and she did, and it was quick. And, yes, it destroyed Bianca, but it wasn't nearly as sufferable as Brock and Kofi was. It just, that was, that was bad. Uh, Let's talk about another one. Uh, Let's see, let me check the notes here. I got wrong. Dan got wrong, but another one Jaime got correct. Drew McIntyre defeated Jinder Mahal. There is no way I would have picked Jinder in this match. You absolutely did pick Jinder. Hold on, let me reopen it. Jaime, talk to me about the match while I prove Dan wrong. Well, I thought they're not going to hinder the Jinder, but apparently he's hindered once again. I mean, I thought that they would use a little bit more from um, who are his two cool guys, Ravi and Shankar. Or Ra- wait, that was the guy that, that it was with the Beatles or something. Um, yeah, Dan, you definitely picked gender. I'm going back and I'm, I'm listening to this. Again. Well, you picked gender because of the two guys he has with him. What do you, what are they called? Um. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, are, are are you guys gonna talk any more about this or no? Uh, no, because I'm I still don't believe that I picked gender. 
Okay. Um, somebody look up what those two names are because I'm just I, I, I'm busy. Let's move along. Charlotte defeated Nikki and Rhea. Dan, we were all three wrong on this. We all three picked Nikki. We gave her the kiss of death. What did you think of this? Um, I thought this was a well-fought match. I was very surprised at how it ended. Um, thinking on it, I guess I'm not that surprised that Nikki lost the belt to Charlotte. For some reason, they love to keep a title on her. I don't quite understand why. I feel like that women's division is a lot deeper than just Charlotte Flair. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's not how Vince sees it, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I thought Rhea it should have took the loss there if they were going to take it. So you could have put Nikki back in that title picture, at least give her a viable rematch. I feel like when you tap, there is no reason for a viable rematch. And that's that. I mean, I get that, but I don't know that that whole picture. I mean, it looks like from Monday Night Raw, we're going to see Rhea and Nikki be a tag team, which oh, they're Shanky and Veer, by the way, I believe. But it looks like we're going to see them be a tag team. So do you hate that tag team, I may? No. Yeah, if it happens. No, yeah, give me a straight answer there, bud. Do you hate the tag team or no? Yeah. Okay. So you don't want them to be together, just to be clear. No, I don't want them. Not what about Stan? I don't hate the tag team. Um, I'd be interested to see who's next for Charlotte then. It, it seems to me like there's a lot of Randy Orton, Matt Riddle vibes with those two. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that can be a good tag team. I think it can work. I think it can go over with the crowd. Um, I just don't know who you put in that title picture next. Well, who's left? That's my point. Where's Asuka? We've seen that so many times. I mean, we're bound to see it again, but... I mean, it's a fantastic match. Why I'm wouldn't... down to another Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley match. Like, I want Charlotte and Rhea Ripley to be the modern-day Trish and Lita rivalry. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. That's I mean, not due to the matches. I just feel like that's not something that... That's a bad opinion. Like, that. I mean, I, I get it, but Trish and Lita would be more like Becky and Charlotte. I, I feel like that's that's more comparison than Rhea Ripley and... And Char and Charlotte, I just I don't see it, Jaime. But I mean, you know. oh, I'm an I'm a I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Alexa Bliss goes to the title picture. I'm an idiot. Okay. They teased, they teased that on Raw when she came out. I was waiting for you to connect the dots while I made fun of Jaime. But yes, that is 100% gonna happen because Dewdrop and and by the way, she accepted her name as Dewdrop now. So she will not be called Piper Niven. She said she liked it, and it's her. So hate to break that to you there, big boy. I still absolutely hate it. That doesn't but it seems like that's, that's a feud that's going to happen. Nikki and Rhea are going to go after the women's tag team titles who are held by Tamina and Natty still. Yeah, and Natty's out for a while, isn't she? No, she came back. She uh, wrestled on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that. Yeah, I mean, and she, she didn't look terrible, so, but then again, she never does, but she has a soft place in my heart because I like women who look like they can kick my ass. Anyway, let's move along. Dan got this one right. 
Jaime got this one right, and I got this one wrong. Edge defeated Seth Rollins. I put that I was going to talk about this match, but I'd rather hear your opinion there, Daniel. What did you think? Run this back three, five, seven, ten, fifteen more times. Jaime, you're our resident historian here. Well, no, that's me, but still, you like to bring up old stuff that's kind of irrelevant nowadays. Edge brought back the brood entrance. How stoked were you for that? Yeah, it's it was like it it felt like a throwback. It felt like it's revitalizing his career. Like the Edge that first came into the scene, like it's like sending a subliminal message that Edge is still here to stay. Edge, you know, he's bringing his throwbacks, but he could still hang with the newer guys because you know, Seth isn't literally new but he's newer than edge like he's more of a modern day star he's more of an, one of those indie stars that transitioned into the wwe and edge wants to prove that even though he came into the scene back then he could still hang with the newer guys okay all right dan how upset were you that they used black ink on his white suit the friday before SummerSlam when they gave Seth Rollins, a brood bath. They didn't use red, they used black. And he was dressed in all white. Did that upset you as much as it upset me? No. A beautifully tailored suit. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot. There's no style and class between the two of you. Let's move along. Uh, let's oh, see. Hilarious. Jaime got this wrong. Dan got this wrong. I got this right. Lashley defeated Bill Goldberg. And then destroyed his kid. Jaime, give me something, buddy. No, I hated that moment. Like, I wanted Goldberg to win. Obviously, you you picked him. Yeah, because, like, I was imagining it to become, like, a squash. Because you know how Lashley gets the comparisons to Brock Lesnar? I was expecting the first ever encounter to be that way, but apparently it didn't happen. Okay. Dan, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I don't. I like Goldberg. Please go away. <laughs> I mean, he is until and, and, they and go Goldberg versus the Mysterios. <laughs> and I say that with, and I say that with all the respect in the world. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, it's just sometimes it's just time. I'll yeah. say the same thing about Brock Lesnar in five, you know, in, in five months or so. When he's out there wrestling for five minutes and well, I, everyone. I, I'm glad you brought this up because I don't know if you guys watched Dynamite last night, but it was a kind of meh show. Uh, Punk had another promo where he mentioned AJ Lee's first name. He talked about Daniel Bryan, what have you. But Chris Jericho also cut a promo last night challenging MJF to one more match, kind of stealing something from Christian at All Out. In Chicago on September 5th, where if Jericho loses, he retires and becomes nothing but a commentator. You brought up the whole time thing, Dan. Is it safe to assume that Jericho goes out on his back, the veteran move, to MJF? No. You think he wins? Yes. Jaime, what do you think? Does Le Champion become Le Commentator? Yeah, I guess that's going to happen. Like, either okay. he's going to be the commentator or 
he's going to be gone because I don't think he's ever going to leave AEW. But he's not he's he was never in bad terms with Vince. Like regardless of what he does, he always comes back. Regardless of what he says, he always comes back. He always gets welcomed with open arms. Well, Jericho goes where he wants to. That's just it. I mean, he did wind up on a show of the Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network while he was with AEW. And it does, Jaime, you know, you may be right because it does bring up one of my favorite conspiracy theories going right now. It's that Tony Khan and Nick Khan are in cahoots and the WWE and AEW are actually working together to try to bring wrestling back into the mainstream. That's the only way all these releases make sense. I think it's stupid as I'm saying it, but I get where you're coming from. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Judas plays in the Rumble. Would you be surprised, Dan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we 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 had this conversation. I I just I don't think his music. I don't think that music ever plays WWE in WWE. But so he owns the music. Okay? Oh, that's true. He does. It is his band. Yeah, but I think it's going to be more of a. Do you think we're going to hear four, three, two, one, go? Yes. Or at least a slower down version as the rumble clock counts down. Four, three, two, one, go. Okay. Absolutely. Regardless of the entrance, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if Jericho shows up at the rumble now would you be surprised if the dirt sheets didn't tell you the jericho was gonna show up? <laughs> I, beat the dirt, I beat the dirt sheets to it i'm giving my hot take now Bef- right way before the dirt sheets ever do it and now we come to a match that gave me the victory on saturday roman reigns defeated john cena before we get to the match, I just want to say I won Saturday five to four to three. Despite Dan's bitching that he didn't actually make these picks, I'm telling you, I don't think I did because when we we were going through the show, we made so many similar picks, all of us, that I think you may have fudged these numbers to make yourself look good. So as now, of now, now, no one wins anything. The t- t- the, the count is it look. This is being recounted. This needs to be recounted like our election did. Just shut up. Just shut up. To be fair, we recorded that show. I had about three hours of sleep. I had worked a ridiculous amount the day before. And I was getting my shit together for, for school. So it's possible I wrote down the wrong name. It's not possible that I did it twice, let alone three times. Dan, you still lost this weekend. We'll see. You still lost. Tell you what. Be one of our unique listeners. I'll be able to check if you have done this or if you're just blowing the hot air that seems to have inflated your stomach to the points of gravitational pulling levels. I'm calling you fat, fuck. Yeah, now, and you don't have fucking much room to talk. Jaime can call me fat because he weighs all five pounds living in a third world country eating the grass off the ground. But hey, bud, you don't have that much room. Beefcake. Anyway... Talk to me about this match. Roman defeated John Fuck Cena. You, you talk about the match. In the match of Saturday. Come on, Dan. You got to participate. Let's go. Uh, I'm renegotiating my contract. Jaime, you talk about the match. God, you pissed me off. Jaime, what did you think of the match? 
mirror images, different moves. But I really wish that the match was the other way around to give Cena that sweet moment instead of what happened after. Okay. Dan, are you going to speak to us again? Because you called, like all of us did, that there'd be a cash-in here on Roman or that Big E would join this match in some way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely thought it, I definitely thought the cash-in was going to happen. Um, so where does Big E cash-in from here on? Is he? Series I, or just a random Raw or SmackDown? We but, see that Brock is next for Roman, and Cena has said his goodbyes. He'll see us at WrestleMania, which may mean he'll see us at the Rumble, or maybe the Dirt Sheets will tell us two months in advance so we can listen to Jaime Bitch about it. But, so, yeah. does Biggie still cash in on Roman, maybe at Extreme Rules after Lesnar beats the shit out of him? Or maybe he cashes in on Lesnar after that? Or so what show What show is, is Kofi and Xavier on, Raw or SmackDown? I'm going to be honest, I, I don't remember. I feel like they're on Raw, right? Yes. And, and Big E's on SmackDown. So I, so at this point, I'm going to pivot here. And I think Big E's going to cash in on Raw to reunite the New Day. On Lashley, I guess. Yeah, on Lashley or whoever the champion what if, is. I feel like it gets cashed if, in during yeah. a championship match. So a what if maybe? Big E cashes in on Brock when Brock wins the belt? As revenge for what Brock did to Kofi Kingston? Because that, you know... That puts oh. the belt on Brock for a brief moment, and that gives Brock the break that he always demands for. This is where I realized that you two talk way too much to each other. I mean, I don't hate that deal. Well, I know, I knew you weren't going to hate that deal. It makes sense. It does. But, Dan, I like where your head's at because I'm going to combine it with something that was said earlier. Ashley is going to take on, let's say... He walked out on the match between Sheamus and Damian Priest, right? Right. So let's say that – and Sheamus and Lashley had a had a spat backstage. So they they have a match coming up on Monday. Drew comes out, levels them both. Big E comes in, cashes in. Now it's Big E and Lashley going into Extreme Rules. Because Lashley's no longer the champion, you can insert – McIntyre in there, and because Sheamus had his match interrupted, you can insert him in there. Now we have a fatal four-way at Extreme Rules for the WWE Championship. That seems like something that would happen, no? We haven't had a multi-man match for the title in a long time. Plausible? I mean, plausible, but, you know, hey, maybe we can even, like, you know, take something where it, you know, Big E's in a match, he loses, and he cashes in after the match, you know, or Big E climbs to the top, you know, he, he does the, the the drop in from the Raptors and cashes in the, the title as he lands on the champion's head. So what you're saying is he's all like he's fast roping down from the Raptors, drops the briefcase from about 10 feet up into the referee's hands, tells him to ring the bell. And then perfectly lands with his foot on Lashley's chest, and the referee just instantly drops down three seconds later as Lashley is, or as Big E is untangling the rope from around his waist, he gets handed the championship? I mean, it could, it could go that way, or, you know, we could also be talking about a time where Lashley sneaks in, where he sneaks into Lashley's home and has a referee with him, 
and Lashley sleeping in bed with his wife. This is not the 24 championship. This is not his wife winning the hardcore championship for somebody who's asleep. So I, I think you know, I think all these are possible. Your guys' ideas are asinine. Is it was that the reference you were making that Gerald Briscoe won the hardcore championship over somebody who was sleeping? Yes. Okay. Excellent reference, by the way. Good job on that. Um. So just to recap, I picked five matches correctly. Jaime picked four. Dan picked three. But Dan is going to re-listen, and on the next show, he will apologize for being wrong. And questioning my authority. Let's move on to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ridge Holland defeated Trey Baxter. None of us picked this. Dan, who are these two people? You know, I, I'll i be honest. I really couldn't tell you. Trey Baxter, no idea. I, I can't tell you who they are. Uh, maybe if Ridge Holland is the next big thing. Ooh. Jaime, do you know who these people are? Uh, Rich Holland, I believe, was a former rugby player. Like, he has a background similar to Brock Lesnar's, I guess. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't know who either of them are, but, I, you know, knowing knowing how sus Jaime is, I can see why he thinks Rich Holland's going to be the next big thing. Uh, way to bring out that reference from earlier last year that nobody used. Um, just to let you guys know, these are for that um, NXT breakout star kind of things. Um, Trey Baxter, also known as Blake Christian, 24-year-old. He's a high flyer. He started his career in January 2017. Uh, Ridge Holland, let me pull up some information on him. It wasn't a bad match, but, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a good match, but it was a pre-show match. So, you know, yes, he is a former rugby player. Rich Holland is. He... They don't even have anything on his Wikipedia page about what happened. Oh, wow, he played 10 years in in rugby for various other teams. I know I'm making nothing. a bold prediction. I'm making a bold prediction that Samoa Joe holds that his the NXT title for long until Ridge Holland challenges. Oh, wow. All right, fair enough. Um, that'll take us into the other matches we had on this card. Uh, we all three picked this one right. Jaime, this is your guy. I'm going to let you talk about him. Trevor Lee defeated Eli. I'm sorry. Um, Cameron Grimes defeated L.A. Knight. Talk to me about it, Jaime. Well, I saw it coming. Like, I knew that was going to happen because, you know, Cameron Grimes is going to have his feel-good moment. Like, you know how heels like L.A. Knight really don't, you know, win the end of the feud but still win the build-up to the feud. So this is one of those matches. Well, it's always good to have the face come out on top in the end, unless you're an AEW. Daniel, what did you think of this? I mean, we obviously weren't going to see Ted DiBiase be L.A. Knight's butler, but um, this give you some kind of TNA flashbacks or impact flashbacks to see these two who had fought many, many times uh, go at it. Yeah, it was again. a good match. It's always a good match. It was good to see something like that, and it does remind me how good impact can be. Was. Is 
was? Still, I mean, still can be. I've, I've been watching some of the stuff on YouTube, some of the highlights of some of the matches, and uh, we might we might be missing a little something. I really, we don't watch that every once in a while. I really hope LA Knight brings back the Fact of Life segment he has, where he I names want, the dummies of NXT. I just really want him to start calling people dummies again, because I think that is just amazing. Um, let's move on. Raquel Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai. Uh, they sold an arm injury very well here. They, I mean, need this. This was a good match, Dan. Did Did you agree? Very good match. Um, I mean, you got you know I've been a fan of Dakota Kai for a while. That's why you're um, explaining this match, yes? It's she's she's one of the best. She's one of the best female wrestlers out there. I'd like to see her get a title run either here or in the UK, something like that. I think she deserves it. Um, I am so hyped. For the Kaylee Ray Raquel match, whenever that happens, uh, that was probably my biggest pop of the NXT show. Which proves you haven't watched the NXT show, because that's going to lead us into our next match, which there's been a change of plans. Dan and I are not going to do Extreme Rules or um, ACW's pay-per-view. What was it? Barely Legal. We're not going to do the main event from Barely Legal. We're going to do the best match of the weekend, the best match of the month, the best match of the year, and arguably one of the best matches since these two went back and did it whenever they did it last time. Ilya Dragunov ended Walter's 870-day reign as NXT UK champion. I got this wrong. Oh, by the way, I, I haven't been recapping that. We all got Cameron Grimes over LA Knight. Dan and Jaime got Raquel Gonzalez over Dakota Kai. And Jaime was the only one to pick this one correctly. That's why he's not going to talk about it, and I am. I, You know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. You're going to have to listen to the watch-along. Dan and I do. That'll be coming out real shortly, probably tomorrow, on the Walter Ilya Dragunov match. Dan, it was fantastic. I am so excited to watch this with you. I'm so excited to watch this again. I may watch it again here after the show is over. It was just so good. Just I mean, I'm, so... I'm not I'm not surprised it was good because it was a... Ilya and Walter are both two of the best performers. It was uh, everything you love about British wrestling. It was brutal. And I mean brutal for brutal's sake. If you have seen any pictures on Twitter of what Dragunov's chest looked like after the match, you'll understand why. Oh, I can only imagine Walter now, Jobs. Now, I wasn't excited about this NXT card at all. I was excited for Kyle O'Reilly, and, and I was excited for the last two matches. So I was playing my Xbox while this was playing on my laptop, and I was just kind of, you know, watching it back and forth and looking every once in a while. And then when this match started, I, I was kind of looking for a few minutes, and then I looked away for 10 seconds and looked back, and it was five minutes, and then looked away and then looked back and I was watching the rest of the match. It literally brought me into the show. I loved it. Easily my my favorite match of the year and easily just one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. I am so excited to watch this with you later, Dan. Um, let's move along. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole three falls to two. Jaime, I want to hear your thoughts before I get Dan's take on this. 
Uh, I won't talk about the match because we already know that Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly will always be a good match. But I'm talk it. Um, it's more interesting to see where Adam Cole's future lies after this. Like, does does he become another surprise Rumble entrant? Does he go outside the company? Where's this guy going? Daniel, what do you think? I think Cole has set himself up to make the demands that he wants to make. Um, one of the things that he recently talked about, and it's been talked about pretty heavily, is how WWE has made it a policy that they can't use their names, likeness, and that type of stuff on other platforms, right? Twitch, et cetera, et cetera. Cole has came out publicly and said that his Twitch channel will not go anywhere. And wherever he goes to next, that is something that they will have to put in his contract. So the reason why I'm going about this in a circular way is if I wholeheartedly think that if WWE does not work with him on that or meet those demands, we 100% see Adam Cole show up in AEW because you have guys like Miro and and other guys that are on that show that run their Twitch channels and do it flawlessly with no problems. Then and I don't think there ever will be a problem back there because I I do believe that with some aspects AEW is a better company when it comes to that type of stuff. Okay. Um I feel like you disagree. No. Uh cuz I'm telling you what right now 91 2 days from now AEW will run a Dynamite and it will be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Adam Cole taking on two other people are taking on um oh who's the guy with the girl? Um Chelsea Green and 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 Zach Ryder. Cardona. Thank you. Taking on those two to kick off Dynamite. How about Phil Brooks and April Mendez? I don't think she's coming back to wrestling. Isn't she? Isn't she technically still under? I don't know. Contract? I don't think. But, but with CM Punk and AEW, they're I see not, this as a possibility. No, because they're gonna want the they're gonna want the initial pop of Adam Cole returning via surprise to AEW before they lead him into anything with CM Punk. Plus, Punk has about four other suitors before he gets that way, and I'm not sure his stuff with um. Dead tree face guy is going to be done. Help me out here. Sting's, Sting's little guy. Who Darby is it? Allen. Thank you. All right. So, but I'm telling you, 92 days, we're going to see Adam Cole on Dynamite. Let's move along. Last match we're going to talk about, Samoa Joe defeated Karrion Cross. But before we get to this match, did you guys see what Karrion Cross wore on Monday? Yeah. Hi, man. For- you're... You're a resident freak. What did you think of the S&M gear? No, I, I I don't think it suits him. Like, I don't think the Viking costume suits him at all. Like, even his costume on Monday, even the costume he wore on NXT, no, it doesn't suit me. Like, Carrion Cross pretty much gives me more of a Triple H vibe. Viking? You think that was a Viking costume? No, not the one on Raw. The one he wears on NXT. It looked Daniel? like a bike. 
I'll be honest, I did not see it. I, I did I did not see what he wore, so I I can't speak on that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give you ten seconds to Google it right now. And I want you to stay on camera so I can see your reaction. Because for those of you that have played the old school wrestling video games, uh, he looked like the executioner or an executioner. Dan, do you see it? Why would they have him wear that? Yeah. Why? I mean, I feel like he's kind of weird. But why? I think it's better if they made him wear Triple H's old costumes, King of Kings costumes, rather than Ooh. this one. The the mask itself is... So I, I had to watch a quick little clip to see it, but the mask itself gives me... The, the way the eyes are, I'm, I'm just going to say there's, there's other things that have eye slits that are like that, and, um, you know, they've been known to be red and white. Let's... Let's just say it looks more funny than scary. Are you are are you saying that he looks like one of the Crimson Guard from Star Wars? No, I'm I'm saying that if there was a point at the top of that mask, it'd be very SKKK. I have done a lot of digging around what people thought about that. I was on Twitter for a long time. You are the very first person. Now, mind you, I follow some really, really out there people when it comes to professional wrestling, but you were the first one to say that looks like a clan outfit for a Grand Dragon. Now, so hold I, on, so hold on. Let me show you the picture with the lighting. No, it's see. not. In, it's not important. Let's just move along. Let's talk about the match on Saturday. Samoa Joe defeated Karrion Cross. We all three picked this. Jaime got the win on Sat on Sunday. With five matches correct, he was perfect. Yeah, I don't see the KKK on that one there, Dan. Jaime, you got all five. Dan, you only missed one. And I got to figure out which one that was. The Ilya and Walter match. Yeah, and I had three correct. But let's talk about this match before we get to any bragging. It's my turn to talk about it. It was a great match. You know, Samoa Joe proved that there is nothing rusty about him, and he can still go. And Jaime, I know you said earlier in the show that you think Samoa Joe is going to hold this belt forever until he's challenged by Ridge Holland. I think this is a long run. Dan, Hi, you know, Jaime said it. I tend to agree with him. Samoa Joe is the first ever three-time NXT champion. Does, this, does that fact shock you? No, I think he well-deserved. I think he was very underutilized on the main roster, and I think this is where he belongs, and I think he's going to thrive here for a very long time until he's ready. I see Joe retiring from NXT. Okay. Jaime, talk to me. Does Joe being the only three-time one shock you? No. Like, Samoa Joe is NXT. Like, he's his, his the Triple H guy right now. Like, I thought that was Tommaso Ciampa, but... Apparently, it's Samoa Joe. And like, how did Samoa Joe go up to the main roster? Like, Triple H brought him up to the main roster for the feud with Seth Rollins. And now okay. that... Okay. Okay, I get it. Um, Just to bring you guys up to speed on things, there have only been four two-time 
NXT champions. Can you guys name them? Without looking, can you guys name them? Cole? No. Not, not including Joe? There are three others not including Joe. Uh, Cole, Balor, Owen. No. No. and uh, You got Balor. Yeah, Balor. Rollins. Nope. Champa. Nope. Yes. Yeah. Champa's definitely no. held her twice. Oh, I know the other one. Andrade. No. Oh, no. No. Shinsuke Nakamura uh, and Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Oh, that's right. Cross oh, got yeah. hurt, so he had to he had to vacate the title. It was vacated twice. It was vacated due to T- Tommaso Ciampa requiring neck surgery. And Karrion Cross relinquished it due to suffering a separated shoulder. Now, let's just play this fun game. Who has held the title the longest? Days officially recognized by the WWE. Balor. No. Second at 292. Oh, Cole. Jaime, do you have a guess? Well, I think it's Cole. It is Adam Cole, 403 days recognized as the NXT champion. Okay, let's talk about the shortest reigns, how about? Karrion Cross. No. The next night. Oh. No. Cross and Ciampa aren't in the top 10. For shortest reigns? Hold on, this is messed up because... Uh, I I would like to go on record and say I freaking hate Excel and I hate the, the way Excel sorts tables and I hate that that's what Wikipedia uses. Karrion Cross is correct with three. Uh, he held it for three days. Recognized by the WWE, three days. Joe is next with four, but the answer that it was showing me was 13 by Samoa Joe in his second reign. So that's my fault. I hate Microsoft. Screw you, Bill Gates, et cetera, et cetera. And thank you for giving us the Skype platform, which we use to record this show. Anyway, so overall, what did you guys think of the weekend? Obviously, AEW dominated the headlines with Punk returning, but the WDB put out altogether, I feel, a very solid weekend. Jaime, what did you think of the weekend so far? Or that happened so far? Yeah, it was a good weekend, like, even though Punk's return overshadowed everything, I could I still feel like this is an underrated week- weekend. Not the best, but it's a good weekend. Like if you're paying to see SummerSlam, if you're paying to watch NXT, you definitely got your money's worth. Dan, rebuttal. No, I don't disagree at all. I think this was a good re- weekend for wrestling. Uh, I, I think I might disagree. I might say WWE actually won the weekend and. AEW won the moment, um, mm. but I, I think this was a great weekend. I think this was something that uh, I think this is a weekend that we might look back and talk about as one of the best weekends uh, of the of the, the year be- for wrestling. The best seventy-two hour period overall for wrestling. Yeah, for this year, yes. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I think I know how you're leaning with this, given what you just said. But we had three major returns: Punk. Lesnar and Becky. Rank those. Dan. Literally the order that you said them. Punk, Brock, and Becky. Really? Yep. I yep. may do you agree? 
No, I'll interchange Becky and Brock. Why? I just... Well, Ooh. Punk, for obvious reasons, is, takes the win for that. Becky, because we've all been waiting for Becky to return to the state of the women's division that she's going to return to, but Brock, I'm not really that excited. So that's personal. I think Becky's no, personal return... opinion, not personal issue. Personal opinion. Like I'm not no, as excited yeah, for Brock as I am excited for Becky. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but I think the wrestling community as a whole would agree with me. It's another one of those cases where it's because of the way that she because of the way that she returned. Night versus the moment. Because for that moment. Becky returning probably saved SummerSlam from being destroyed. Like, if they went on ahead with, hey, we just ran a video package highlighting Sasha and and Bianca, but Sasha's not here right now, so here's Carmella. And that match actually happened, and Becky didn't return. We may not have gotten to the rest of the matches on that card. It may have, people may have walked out. People may have destroyed the venue. Like, they were that angry about it. I don't think that happens. But I don't think that beat-up happens unless Becky's returning. Becky saved SummerSlam. Brock saved... Do you agree with Jaime? No. No, 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 no. Brock saved nothing. Brock saved the title picture. Becky's moment was better. Brock's was more important. I completely disagree, obviously. The pop was bigger for Becky. Her winning that title the way she did, I, I don't think they oh, no, 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 no. did justice. I think about? that's what ruined the moment. No, 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 no. We're not talking about the matches they competed in. We're talking about the, their music hitting and then coming out. Not oh, what happened after that. The return. Oh, no, I had a buddy that was at. I had a buddy that was at SummerSlam, and he sent me a video of the Brock return, and none of that. Look, none, look. none of that noise that came over air was filtered in. Okay, and I get that. I get that. But right now, given the fact that wrestling has just returned to the fans, and a lot of these cities are being the, their first run in a year and a half, Bastian Booger could come through the curtain, and people would jump out of their seats for it because they're just happy to be a part of something like that. Because that's what wrestling has become. They're just they're happy to be there, no matter who returns. People hated Cena before he left. Knew he was going to be a part-timer. Cena returned. The roof blew off the place. I mean, you could have... Short of Chris Benoit coming back to life and coming... And even then, if he does, that pop's going to be ridiculous. I mean... Everybody's pop's going to be ridiculous. Wrestling right now is in an excellent spot because of COVID. Because no matter what they do or where they go, it's going to explode massively. You could come out, Dan, wearing carrying Cross's gear and a G-string, and people would cheer for you. Okay, that's a little weird. Let's move on. Yeah, that. I mean, the fact that you own both those things is weird to me. But hey, that's a little inside stuff for you listeners out there. All three of you that tune into us know that Dan is a closeted freak. Anyway, let's. Let's move on. We gave our opinions for the weekend. Let's talk about what's coming up next. Dan, you and I are going to watch Ilya Dragunov and Walter. It's either going to be their second most recent match or the one they had on Sat on Sunday. You excited for this? 
Yeah, I am. You you really hyped this match up. I hope it doesn't disappoint. If it doesn't, your fault. Jaime! We're still working on that website, right? Yeah. Just finding ways to, you know, get it back up again. Because, you know, websites cost money, guys. Like, and all of you out there looking to live the dream life, starting your own website, it's a lot of work, a lot of money is involved, and it takes time and effort. But if you want a limited risk, massive return potential investing opportunity, get a hold of one of the three of us. Sponsor this podcast. Sponsor our new website. We're going to bring you some fantastic stuff. You can get it on the ground floor before we all explode and make it famous. Get a hold of one of us three. We'll explain to you the massive sponsorship opportunities with not just this podcast, but the upcoming website. And it's not just going to be the ideas of the three of us. Oh, nay, nay. We are going to have other people come in and write for us. That's right. Won't be paid to start, but we're going to have other people contribute content, whether it be on professional wrestling, whether it be on maybe some football or soccer, if you will. Maybe it's going to be some of Dan's buddies giving us some betting opportunities. Maybe it's going to be some of my buddies talking about hockey. Maybe we're going to get some baseball. You know what else you're going to find on that website? The Players to be Named Later podcast, which is going to record next week. Dan, what is our topic next week? We're going to be talking about the NFL football season. That's right. We're going to give our official, official preview of the season. We gave our pre-preseason preview. Dan and I are going to actually talk about the schedule week by week. We're going to pick one game to watch every week, and we're going to give you our pick on that one game. We're not going to pick all how many ever hundreds or thousands of games there are. We're going to give you 17 picks, one pick per week to play. Dan and I are going to break down all of those games as we see them before the regular season starts. We're going to talk about all of that on the Players to be Named Later podcast. You're going to get that next week. Everywhere you hear this, you're going to be able to hear that. Jaime, what are you working on besides our beautiful new website? Well, I'm looking for opportunities. I'm looking for trying to close deals in order to get this brand running. Now, make no mistake, Jaime talks like he's a businessman. And he is a businessman. Jaime is loaded. Jaime is rich beyond belief. He's out there living Macaulay Culkin's life in Richie Rich. You know, he's got a secret bank vault that opens up when he sings a 1930s song that's just loaded with money. He's like Scrooge McDuck, but Asian. Um, So he's like Asian McDuck, I guess you could go there. Um, But we still need your contribution because Jaime is a businessman. And while he does have a buttload of money, He's also smart about it. We need you guys to be smart about it. We need you guys to help us out and help Jaime out with these costs so we can be at the tops of the wrestling and sports world. Get in while you can. We'll make it worth your while. Help out Jaime. Help out us. Let us help you in return. Daniel, what are you working on besides being, you know, yourself? Um, you know, you can just find me on the on the NFT space on twitter working on working on some horses trying to make some deals now dan we've discussed this in private and i'm going to spring it on to you now back in the day not too long ago you were a personality on a platform a video streaming platform called twitch 
Twitch was I know some of you young kids may not be in tune with the hip lingo of what Twitch was or is. We've we've had discussions about going back to it. And while the Caps, Locks, and Chair Shots podcast is not facially ready to be seen by the masses, the Players to be Named Later podcast is. Dan, what do you think? Are we going to come back to Twitch? Is Danny Bananas going to go back live for the Players to be Named Later podcast? Yeah, absolutely. We can do that this uh, this upcoming podcast, if, if that's what you so choose. I just can't have you looking the way you do right now. Oh, I will be getting a haircut, but I cannot afford to mess up this. This is the moneymaker. So people will be actually seeing That's actually what I was hoping you, you would get fixed. <laughs> anyway, as far as me, go to Tribune Sports on Facebook. Go to Tribune Sports on Twitter. That's Tribune underscore sports. Find us on Instagram. You're going to find... All, all of the wrestling stuff there, that's me. There are a few posts that are stragglers that other people have submitted. But most of the wrestling stuff, that's me. Find us there. Give it a share. Give us a shout. Let us know what you think about all the content. You can either go to the page or comment to it wherever you see it. It'll help me out a great deal. You're also going to be able to find, and I'm proud to announce this, my novel is in the editing stages right now i got the first chunk of it done my editor has it she's reviewing it you're gonna be able to find that on amazon here real shortly it's called the hero lost it's a story of it's a sci-fi story of love and redemption you're gonna be able to find that on amazon stay tuned for more about that and stay tuned september 4th just a few days away VaultCon, Uniontown, Pennsylvania, at the Game Vault. You're going to be able to find a host of former WWE stars. VaultCon, Uniontown, PA. I've talked way too much about it. Look for my man, Marcus Twist, a.k.a. me, Mark Lincoln. He'll be there along with Demolition, Virgil, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Greg the Hammer Valentine. They're all going to be there. You'll be able to buy a bunch of stuff. That's VaultCon, September 4th, Game Vault, Uniontown, PA. Gentlemen, did we miss anything, Dan? It's not something what we missed. It's something that the WWE missed. If you go to their website and you go to the 205 Live section under Superstars, just take a look at that raw. Just take a look at that roster, and you tell me there's okay. something that doesn't belong. Uh, we're gonna go to shows. We're gonna shows. Go to Superstars. I, I'm 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 getting there. Wow, 205 Live is listed six just above Ms. and Mrs. And okay, so I'm at 205 Live. Okay, hold on. Apparently, either my computer or this nope. internet. Sucks. At the top, at the top, click on Superstars. I'm getting there. Yes. Okay. And then I want you to scroll down. Current Superstars. Drop down menu. 205 Live. Okay. What am I looking at? What's missing here? Oh, you'll 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 figure it out as soon as you see it. That Odyssey Jones is twice the weight limit. Yes. I mean, let's 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 not forget here. Just to be fair, that the X division used to have a weight limit as well. Well, let's just be clear. And if they, we're gonna I call this show two hundred five live, we should make sure that you know it's not Mister four hundred five live. Also, Nigel McGinnis is in 205 Live. No, he's the he's the the, the GM. He's the commentator. Yeah. Oh, he's the GM. 
I thought he was the GM, but he could be the commentator. You're you're more familiar with that. I just thought we'd have a nice little laugh there at the expense of uh of the WWE. Now, what did I miss? And I know I missed this a while ago. Me, it started to come back to me. I did not realize Charlie Caruso got released. I did not either. Yeah, Same. You, Real? You check, the, you check the alumni tab. You scroll down to the C's. And there she is, right there next to uh, Candice Michelle, in between Candice Michelle and Chelsea Green. Interesting. Wow, 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 wow. You know, they've picked some really terrible pictures for these people to be. Although that is a great picture of Charlie. She is very beautiful. But it's there also is some... quite interesting that Enzo is not listed as a WWE alum. Mm, maybe but... something in the works. He did have a cage match against Jerry the King Lawler the other day. No, I think he's not listed simply because um, what he did or didn't do. What he didn't do, he was found non-guilty. He, all charges were dropped. Fair so enough. Have, you have guys like Brad Maddox on there. and. Well, now, hold on. Let's test your theory because let's see. Alberto Del Rio is still there. Correct. So, yeah. Anyway, Jaime, what should we watch for coming up this coming week? Well, since CM Punk is back, you must watch for AEW. Who else might show up? Are you? What hinting, else will CM Punk has to say? Are you hinting that there may be a um a yes man a rotund um a rotund uh uh surprise? Yes, yes, yes. I'm really hoping you guys got what I was trying to do there. Yep, yep, I got you. I okay. Just, I just filled in another surprise. Fair enough. Um. All right, well, I'm... Dan, damn it, now I'm going through this roster and I'm looking at... I'm looking at some of these... Some of these people and it's just... It, it's amazing to me some of the pictures that they used and all right guys well why ed's doing that anyway go yeah. ahead and wrap up this show let's wrap up this show um oh we forgot to talk about what's next for us coming up next week we're gonna give you our all out preview we're gonna break down all the matches we're gonna talk a lot about aew we're gonna talk about what's happened in the wwe this week so stay tuned for that. The Players Name Later podcast are coming up next week. We're going to give you a watch along of Dragonoff and Walter coming up tomorrow. Guys, SummerSlam was great. Jaime, you won. Dan's going to recount and realize he's wrong and then apologize to both myself and Jaime next I week. So we'll not apologize. Stay tuned for that. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And remember, if you're not down with the Caps Locks and Jerry Shots podcast, I got... Two words for ya. Keep listening.